you're listening to the Televisionary Minisode. In this episode, Cody and I talk about two of our favorite TV shows that just might become your next TV binge. Hello. Hello. And welcome to a surprise Televisionary <laughs> Minisode. We didn't tell you about this one. <laughs> We also but, didn't really tell you that we were going to stop releasing minisodes. No, we didn't. <laughs> this was maybe the lost minisode, you I could would say, say. Because Elena forgot about it. <laughs> um, or forgot that we didn't release it anyway. I was the yeah. one who reminded her we were sitting on it somewhere. So in the vault. We, it, it was in the vault, but we wanted you to hear it as a special Thanksgiving treat. Because we yes. think you'll be giving thanks for it. I, I don't know if you will or not. We also just wanted to stop in and say, hey, hi, how are you? We've missed you. Yeah, it's been a little while since we've checked in, had some new content out for you. But we are hard at work on new content coming for season two. We are targeting a January release Yes. for the first episode of season two. Although we might still have another surprise to come for you before then. <laughs> So stay tuned. We are so excited for you to hear season two. I've been deep in the editing uh, cave (laughs) for those episodes. And I think everyone is going to be really excited about the shows that we're talking about. I really like the idea of you sitting in a cave editing all of this stuff, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. I actually would love that. Because then maybe I would be working even more quickly and diligently due to a lack of distraction. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Unless there was like a bear in the cave or something that would be distracting. But but anyway, hope you enjoy (laughs) this mini-sode and we will see you again very soon. Enjoy! Let me try that again because Mm. I feel like my voice cracked on that. The mini-sode. Ooh... Sexy. Very sexy if you are into vocal fry. <laughs> I did notice not to like call you out on the air or anything, but your voice actually does crack a lot. It does. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I I don't know either. I don't understand. I don't like I've never smoked anything in my life. I've never had any kind no. of vocal issues. Maybe it's just because I sing too much. I don't know Maybe. if like I've just fried my vocal cords from like, belting out music all of the time. Could be. But I'm not going to stop because the people want to hear what I have to sing. They definitely do. Your name did come up at karaoke oh, the did other it? night for my birthday. It did, yeah. In a good way or a bad Everyone- way? In a good way. Everyone wished you were there. Uh, I wish I had been too, but I couldn't fly to Texas just for karaoke that night. I'm sorry. It's okay. It was really fun, though. There were a lot of people there. It was my birthday the other day, and I did karaoke for everyone listening who's like, what are they talking about? <laughs> I definitely didn't sing very well. What did you sing? I sang Breathe by Michelle Branch, but Cody, the place was packed. Really? There were like a hundred people there. Yeah. Wow. It was huge. And so I couldn't really hear the music very well. And so I just kind of did my best, but it was definitely no good morning Baltimore. (laughs) (laughs) Did you do any of 
the chicks songs that I told you to do? No. It took me two hours to even get to my spot in the queue. Wow. That's nuts. Yeah. It was, yeah, super That's packed. crazy because the night that we went when I was visiting you, it was, <laughs> well, it was storming too. So that might have had something to do with people not yeah. wanting to go out. And it was a, thurs- it was a Thursday? No. It was Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. And there were like 20 people there max at any given point throughout the night. Yeah. I don't know. But it, I would definitely go back. I love karaoke. I feel like it's something I should do regularly. It's just like a good exercise to like just do something a little out of your comfort zone. But I don't think I would go back on a weekend because that's too many people. Not for like performance. That was fine. It was just, you know, more pleasant when there weren't as many people there. Yeah, I can see that. We should do karaoke whenever you come to visit in a couple of weeks. Ooh, we could go to that snow. Wait. Isn't there a new place out by Walmart? There is. It's called Crazy Boil. It is a seafood slash karaoke place. I have never been there. There are never more than three cars in the parking lot, but I kind of want to go sometime just to see what it's like. (laughs) I would love to. I would love to see what they did with the old Eaton Park. Yeah, I wish that Eaton Park had karaoke. I feel like all of the 80-year-old people in there would really give some great performances. I wish that Eaton Park had a lounge singer. (laughs) I would enjoy that. I was going to say that my aunt used to refer to Eaton Park as Eaton Barf. (laughs) which I think is a classic. (laughs) I think that's an unfair characterization of Eaton Park. I have never barfed after eating there. I have. Have you? (laughs) 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 Well then, maybe I'm wrong. Eaton Park, if you're listening, I would love to do a sponsorship. Yes, please. I ate at Eaton Park. Or like an ad. Yeah, I ate at Eaton Park on my birthday this year. (laughs) <laughs> because <laughs> you really? yes, I was visiting Nate and Ashley in Pittsburgh. Hi, Nate and Ashley. And we couldn't figure out where we wanted to eat. And Eaton Park just sounded good. So we <laughs> went to Eaton Park. Okay, what did you order? I ordered zucchini lasagna. It's like deep fried zucchini lasagna that was actually really good. It was basically like um, eggplant parmesan. That sounds good. Yeah, it was good. There are probably some people listening right now who have never heard of Eaton Park because they uh, aren't from is Pennsylvania. It yes. It oh started my God, in Pittsburgh. I didn't know. You didn't know? No. Uh, yeah. Like, it's like a hosses. Right. Uh, I Hoss's, love hosses. Steak and sea. Yes. Where your family wants to eat. <laughs> Shout out. Uh man regional what is the saying local jokes get local laughs (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard that saying but i think it's true it's applicable to what's happening right now so maybe we should move on to a broader topic maybe we should cody what show are you going to talk to me about today well i'm going to talk to you about a show called looking have you heard of and or watched this show i think I've heard of it, but I've never watched it and I have no idea what it's about. Okay, well, let me fill you in. It's not really surprising that you haven't heard of it because it was not a big hit. (laughs) It only ran for two seasons on HBO a couple of years ago, total of 18 episodes, plus a special movie finale that was ordered after a tiny amount of fan uproar following the show's cancellation. But looking, probably, probably the best way to describe it is sort of a 
gay sex in the city, or maybe more accurately, girls. Okay. But usually more dramatic than funny. It definitely has its funny moments, but it goes for realism a lot more than it goes for jokes, I would say. It's a half hour show, so if you're looking for like a quick binge, I would definitely suggest it because it's very easy to fly through and follow the journey of these characters. Uh, It centers around a group of mostly gay friends in their late 20s and 30s living in San Francisco and the people in their periphery partners and co-workers and lovers and friends. And even in just the 18 episodes in the movie, you see a lot of growth and change in the characters, which is something that I really appreciate. There are some definite journeys that happen for people, which I think is cool to watch. The main character, Patrick, is played by Jonathan Groff, probably best known from Mindhunter and Glee and Frozen. He was the original King George in Hamilton on wow. Broadway. Like He just has so much range. <laughs> and like, I think he's so good in this, but he's good in everything. Like, And looking is so different from something like Mindhunter, which is so different from something yeah. like Frozen. Like I just <laughs> love him, and I think that he is just perfect in this role. Patrick's kind of a timid guy who's like just kind of starting to come into his own. Like he's never been in a long-term relationship or anything and is kind of letting go of some of his, I don't know, some of his personal guards and things that he has up. And I just really appreciate the the journey that his character takes. I, I think one of the reasons that I like the show so much is that as this podcast's resident homosexual (laughs) there is a lot of stuff in the show that i relate to and i actually started watching it not long after coming to terms with my gayness and i was sort of exploring some different areas of gay media that gay culture that i never had before and i had heard of this show but i knew nothing about it except that it was about the gays, basically. So I started watching it and just fell in love with it because it's just a simple, subtle kind of show that's not exciting in any way. That sounds bad, but (laughs) like I read a quote from a BBC review that I think describes it so well. It says, it is one of the most revolutionary depictions of gay life ever on TV. And that's because it makes it totally ordinary. End quote. It really just feels like you are watching real people live their lives, which is something I love on TV. And honestly, I think it's something that we need more of when it comes to representation. I think there have been a lot of new, sh- oh, a couple anyway, of new shows in the years since looking that have sort of followed in its footsteps, maybe not directly, but are going for that similar kind of idea. Uh, shows like Betty that has a few queer characters, but doesn't really even address that aspect of who they are. Even a show like Shit's Creek, I think in some way yeah. may owe some kind of a debt to looking just because it so quietly portrays this gay love story without making it quote-unquote gay and you definitely don't have to be queer to appreciate the show it might have more significance for you if you are but it's absolutely not just a show for the gays not that any show actually is or should be just for gay people but uh, (laughs) don't let the fact that you are a heterosexual cisgendered person keep you from thinking that you would enjoy and relate to it wow i definitely want to watch it now yeah i think you would appreciate it it's just i don't know It's just like a really nice kind of show, but it has some like 
seriously impactful moments, I think. Like, there are some some things that happen in storylines that you just don't see coming. It, like, you will fall for these characters and root for some of them, and then some of them will disappoint you. And, like, it just, I don't know. It's just a very well-made show in every regard. Like, why do you think it didn't reach a larger audience? Do you think it's just so hard to get heterosexual people to appreciate a show that is starring so many like homosexual characters yeah i think that's probably part of it it's like like i said it's not over the top in its promotion of homosexuality but there's no getting around the fact that all of the characters you know most of the main characters anyway are gay i think it came out around 2013 2014 maybe so it was a little bit ahead of the curve of some of the shows that have made a little bit more a little bit bigger strides maybe for that kind of representation but yeah it's it's also not like a super high budget show like it's not something that i think that hbo was super invested in and honestly i'm not disappointed that it only had two seasons because they're so well done that i like I can't be disappointed with what I have to continue watching over and over, but it would have been nice to, like, see more of, you know, these characters living their lives and everything, but... Everything you're saying really reminds me of Betty. I, I would say that Looking is definitely an indirect precursor to a show like Betty. Like, I get kind of similar vibes to both from both of them, yeah. I love that HBO will take a chance on shows like that, though. Like, even if they don't take... Like, even if they don't have a million seasons, the fact that they greenlight these projects at all. I even think about a show called Enlightened, which I might talk mm. about at some point. Mm-hmm. But it also only has two seasons and was on HBO and is just, like, so weird and kind of different from anything else I've ever seen. Mm. But I'm not mad that it ended when it did because I'm happy that it existed at all. And I think without channels, like, channels without streaming services, I guess, like HBO Max or Paramount Plus even. I've been seeing so much cool stuff happening on there. Like there's, I like that we're seeing smaller shows get a chance. It's really nice. Yeah, I totally agree with that. So Elena, what show are you going to talk about today? All right. Well, I am going to be talking about a show that I thoroughly enjoy that I don't know People might think I'm crazy, I guess is what I'm going to (laughs) say. They probably already do. (laughs) That's true. Uh, So I wanted to talk to you about Younger today. This is a show that has aired on TV Land and is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I don't know if it also aired on the air. I guess I should have looked that up. But the whole final season is out. I think it just ended last week. So this is a show that was created by Darren Starr, the same guy who did 90210 and Sex in the City and Emily in Paris. This is post Sex in the City, pre Emily in Paris that it came out. And I honestly think it's my favorite show he's ever created. Mm. I love it so much. And I think that it deals with issues that are almost never talked about on TV, primarily age and ageism and how difficult it can be to be a middle-aged woman who has to essentially start her career over. So the premise is basically this. So the main character is Liza Miller. She's divorced. She has a grown daughter who is in college, and she now is faced with the reality of 
trying to provide for herself. And she sends out all these resumes. She had worked in her 20s as a publishing assistant, I believe, but quit when she got pregnant and raised her daughter and is now starting over. So her best friend helps her create sort of a fake identity for herself, which is really just her, her name and everything. But they build like an online profile and buy her all these clothes. And instead of being 40-year-old Liza Miller, she is 26-year-old Liza Miller. And she interviews for a position and becomes a publishing assistant at a publishing company in New York City. And I mean, a lot of this premise you could see coming. She meets a guy who is in his 20s and they start dating. She makes friends and she is lying to everyone in her life about her age. She doesn't come clean until she kind of has to with people. And so this happens over the course of six seasons. I think they're the seventh season was the last season, but by that point, everybody knows that she's 40. But it sort of progresses slowly. And of course, there's betrayal and there's sometimes even scandal, I would say, <gasps> because she ends up at her publishing job. She creates an imprint called Millennial with her friend who is played by Hilary Duff. So if you're a big Lizzie McGuire fan, you'll enjoy watching Hilary Duff in a more adult role. She's so funny and so good in this show hmm. and so beautiful mm. she's like gorgeous but anyway they create a millennial imprint and their demographic is younger people and so of course when it comes out that liza is not in fact a millennial but is in her 40s it's scandalous but it's pretty lighthearted. i mean it never it has its moments where you're feeling a lot of things it can get really emotional and you can really think about how difficult it is to be an aging woman in society but ultimately the show never goes too dark it's still pretty lighthearted and becomes you know, a lot about her romantic life. You know, she is dating this younger guy, but then she also is dating her coworker who is her own age. So there's the push-pull of like, what is right for her? And I just enjoy every minute of it. I mean, it starts out with so much of the comedy being around this, when are people gonna find out that she is actually 40? But I don't know. It's even enjoyable past that point. And I, I feel like I'm doing such a bad job explaining it, but it's really a delight. Sutton Foster plays the main character and she's a Broadway actress. So it's interesting to see her on TV doing something like very sitcom-y. I would highly recommend it. I just, it's a true joy to watch. You have talked about it to me so much and I have not watched it yet, but I take your word for it. I believe that it is as good as you say it is. I do wonder though, like there was an idea with Sex and the City that like it was strange for Darren Star as a man to be the creator, a, a gay man nevertheless, but to be the creator of a show that so heavily focuses on women. Do you get that vibe at all with Younger? Does it seem strange in any way? Like, the, do the representations of the women on the show seem realistic and true to our world, would you say? I think so much more so than Sex in the City or Emily in Paris. Hmm. I don't want to compare it to 90210 because I think they're just too different. And like the setting of a high school is very different than the setting of like uh, an adult world in New right. York City, but it, it feels much more well-rounded and I feel like the characters have so much more depth and backstory than Sex in the City. Uh, at least for Liza, the main character, and her love interests, like their past comes into play. Like they're very fully fleshed out. And I think that 
the women on this show are much more nuanced and even the things that they deal with it kind of reminds me with our sex in the city we talk a little bit about like what would be portrayed on the show today and I think that some of the stuff we talked about comes into play in Younger. Like, I'm thinking of, like, a sexting scandal that happens with Hilary Duff's character. So, like, more relevant topics are there. And it also explores being a woman in a professional setting in a way that Sex and the City, like, never, ever touches. <laughs> so I think it is... I don't get the same feeling as I did with Sex and the City, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. And that's good. I think like that's one of the things that we <laughs> kind of talked a lot about in our yeah. Sex in the City episode. It's just the unrealistic expectation, maybe, that every woman fits into a particular kind of mold, that kind of stuff. And it doesn't sound to me, based on what you've said about Younger, that that is the case at all. I think it's definitely showing women in a much more nuanced way. Like, Liza, especially. I mean, even just exploring the push-pull of, like, what it means to be old or young or, like, realizing that you can be sort of all of this all at once. Mm -hmm. And that's never really a feeling you get with any of the characters in Sex and the City. Yeah. Well, <sighs> is that it for this mini-sode? Do you have anything else you would like to talk about? I don't think so. Is this our last mini-sode for season one? I think it probably is. Well, we thank you for sticking with us through this first season and all of my weird sounds. <laughs> all of our awkward transitions. Mm -hmm. Life is nothing but an awkward transition from the cradle to the Life grave. To death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> on that happy note. Yeah. We... Follow us on Instagram at yes. Televisionary Podcast. Like. Wait, No. Rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. Well, I've been Cody Hoffman. And I've been Elena Hillard. And until next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Televisionary. If you like what you heard, share this episode with a friend. You can follow us on Instagram at Televisionary Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. Bye.